This is a HeadGum Podcast. Now let's start the show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Ignore the Haters. The Haters. Also on the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, why some couples are freezing their private parts, and why men with beards might be better BF material. Then we are diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on with you? Hi, Laura. Hi. Um, so what's going on with me? You know, my boyfriend Ian and I are both looking for jobs right now. We're looking you are for on full-time the, day the jobs. The We're search. on the search. So like... What that means is we spend a lot of time home alone together. <laughs> there are pros and cons to this, uh-huh. I promise you. But I guess one of the cons is that we're like, we're on top of each other. So we're like bickering a little more. And like we had a friend over the other night for dinner and it was like, I cook. Do you have to do the dishes? And he was like, watching you guys is like watching a Kevin James sitcom. Wow. I can't think of a bigger diss i know i was so i looked at Ian and i was like we have to make a suicide pact that if anybody ever says that to us again we're both just gonna like hold knives and run into them and he was like i love that you just said that i don't think a suicide <laughs> pact is where you murder somebody else well no we mur- will murder each other like oh god it's it. like we will both die Oh, I thought you said you Although I guess take you're right. knives and you run into the person that said that to you. No, no. But you are right. Technically, it would be more like a murder pact because we'd mm-hmm. be killing each other. Exactly. So it would be more romantic that way. Got it. Um, I just uh, wanted to share that little anecdote. Yeah. Kevin James is a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. We have some insider knowledge. I'm not going to go into it, but he's a piece of shit. All right, we can vaguely go into it. We know somebody that worked on his show and he's not that nice. Yes. Not so nice. He's a little misogynistic, little fuck face. Yeah. And also his shows kind of suck. And that's really the, the most hurtful part of the comment. Yeah. His his show sucks. He, I, he, he always has like, you know, like the naggy wife and he's just like a bumbling fat guy. And he's so nice. Yeah. But he's not. No, I wrote uh, I wrote a tweet. <laughs> oh my did god! Am you, I going to write a tweet about Kevin James? Am I going to be one of these people that like talks about their tweets? This has never been the case. What did you tweet? Wow, I tweeted during the Super Bowl. There were so many commercials for Kevin James's piece of shit TV show. So I tweeted the worst part of the Super Bowl is all his commercials for Kevin James's show. Well, the thing I hate about his shows is wow. I hate myself right no, now. I for love. I being love the you person just, you quoted yourself. Oh God, I'm the worst human ever. <laughs> like a wise woman once said, <laughs> oh, myself on Twitter. Jesus, um, but, I thought I would never be that person. But yeah, he just doesn't. It's not a. It's not. Um, I think an accurate depiction of relationships or marriages that he apparently it is has in his sitcoms. Apparently which is it why is. Why I do not want to play into that stereotype, and we are going to work on ourselves. When somebody compares you to a Kevin James sitcom, you have to do some real soul searching, and so I'm entering into that phase of my life. Okay, this is great. Then this is a great <laughs> new step in yeah. your relationship. We're going to be more like. Mm, I don't know nobody on television I don't want to be like any sitcom well 
there are some great relationships depicted on sitcoms. I can't think of one at the moment. Uh, you know what? Okay, my favorite on-screen relationship is uh, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne in Neighbors. I thought that was a great couple who enjoyed each other's company. You know, I didn't like, see that show. It's really good. Wasn't isn't Davy Franco in that show? Yeah, or, or I'm not Mo- show movie. Yes, yeah, and he's my buddy. We went to college together. Your buddy. Oh come on! It they, was college. They were buddies. All right. Thanks for outing me. Okay. Um, um, I love him. He's great. Now he's engaged and I'm very happy for him. Just keeping tabs I, uh, on our old friends. Well, I saw, uh, what's her name that he's engaged to? Allison Brie. Allison Brie. When we were in Los Angeles, I went to, I think it was M Cafe and I saw Allison Brie. I didn't say anything to her. I wasn't going to be like, hey, I like kind of dated your fiance in college. But I, I saw her and I was like, she looked perfect. Like, normally you see celebrities in real life, and you're like, okay, fantastic. They don't look as good as they do in pictures. She looked, like, better in person. She's already gorgeous. She already is a beautiful woman. I love her on Mad Men. Love her in Community. And I saw her, and I was like, okay. She's just, like, grabbing lunch at M Cafe, and I was in, like, sweats, and my hair was in, like, a shitty bun, and I, like, my makeup was dripping down my face because it was hot. And her makeup was perfect, she was just it was just a casual afternoon getting some food at M Cafe and yeah. her like it looked like she had like steamed her clothes and they were like perfectly tailored to her perfectly tiny body. I was like I mean she probably did. She probably did do all those things. She probably also has like those like facial injections that make you not sweat. I I you know I, I assume everyone in Hollywood is just some partially robotic i almost don't think that i almost just think she actually is perfect she's just perfect and she just wakes up that way so i'm happy for them i'm I'm glad he got because i'm far from perfect a perfect sweatless woman it would have never worked out i sweat whatever my i myself like a sweaty woman yeah but i love that's why we're friends i never saw neighbors um but i it's good i encourage everyone to watch it they're just like a couple who are goofy with each other she's not like naggy shrewy great they're equals all right well they, there you go they laugh at each other anyway something to aspire to <laughs> yes what's what's up with you okay so nick and i had a very sweet romantic valentine's day together he we went up to hunter mountain we got like a little airbnb brought oh. the dog went Aww. snowboarding we had a lot of fun we kept it like low-key uh, do you want to know our gifts they're not really do you not really care yeah were they good were they good gifts yeah well i i like have been complaining not complaining i mentioned i should say that i like i don't have anything good to play my music on like if i play it out of my computer it sounds like shit and like our speaker system is kind of complicated at our house so i'm like it's like too complicated to like try to put my phone and anyways Mm -hmm. he got me like a nice one of those like bluetooth speaker systems so i can always hear my tunes i like that yeah and he's obsessed with black licorice so i got a like make your own black licorice kit Oh, oh, like he's going to, is Nick going to cook? I thought Nick wasn't like a fan of the cooking. He's not, but I thought it'd be like a fun thing to do together. And he, he doesn't really, I don't think he would enjoy a cooking class per se. Right. So I thought, all right, we'll make black licorice at home. It's like, we can do it anytime. You that sounds fun. Put it on the schedule and get like stressed out about a cooking class. You, you seem to not like my gift. I see. No, some, I like it. I feel some judgment. From I you. like an activity gift. All right. You were like, I thought Nick doesn't like to cook. So well, I thought he doesn't like. Why would why I don't I, think he's gonna like your gift? No, that's why I was interested to know what he thought. Was he like, oh, like this? I love licorice, so I'm gonna, I'm excited. 
He smiled, but he did not say, let's make it <laughs> right now. He, it was kind of like a, he has not suggested making the licorice yet. Well, wait, wait for a rainy day, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe you're onto something. <laughs> so what did and, you, so anyways, how was okay, Hunter okay. Mountain? Okay. Hunter Mountain was great, but there was, oh, I hate, like there was like one little fight that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to get your take on it. Okay. So I, I like that we have like a very independent relationship. We don't like tell each other what to do. He like doesn't care if I cook or I don't cook. And so if I cook, it's like a special thing. Like the dishes, it'd be, they kind of pile up because nobody's really in charge of them. Unlike you guys, maybe it's better. You guys are like, I cooked, you do the dishes. You're like very upfront about it. Maybe we mm-hmm. need to be like that. Anyways, I was in the bathroom and I almost like fell into the toilet because he left the seat up. I don't look when I like Were the sit lights down. off? No, I just like don't look. And I like went to sit down and like almost fell in the toilet. So I like. Speaking of sitcoms, we're having some <laughs> classic conundrums. I know. I feel like I, you don't even understand. I feel like a cliche, a parody of a relationship. So I almost fall in the toilet and I come out and I'm like, hey, dude, Nick, I almost fell in the toilet. Can you please try to remember put, to put the seat up? Because there's been a few times lately where the seat has been... Or I'm sorry. Can you put the seat down? There's been right. a few times where the seat has been left up. Oh. Um, has it's he, like, it's ha- like just something he's been doing in the last year. Like for the, like acting out. Yeah. <laughs> but like for the first like six years, the seat was always down. Always great. You live with a woman. Okay. Now... Well, we didn't live together the whole time. But anyways, you get my sure. joke. So I was like, hey, can you like try to remember to put the seat down? I expect the conversation to go like this. Hey, Nick, I almost fell in. Can you put the seat down? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. No problem. Okay, thanks. Totally not a big deal. What do you want to make for dinner? Uh, I want some pizza. Instead, the conversation went like this. Hey, Nick, I almost fell in the toilet. Can you please try to remember to put the seat down? Don't be a nag. It takes just as long for you to put the seat down as it would take for me. Mm. Uh, Me come again wait (laughs) what excuse me no 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 wrong response no it's rude you live with a woman put the seat down it takes just as long for you to put it down as it does for me it's not like i meant to put it up i wasn't like trying trying to like pull one on you it wasn't like purposeful yeah i know i don't think you were trying to prank me and hope that i fall in the toilet that's not what i thought but i'm just reminding you to put it down well, you can't remind someone who like doesn't mean to do something. Okay, well, why don't you just say that you're going to try? No, I don't want to say that I'm going to try because I didn't mean to do it in the first place. And like, you need to stop nagging me. Like, I don't nag you and tell you to do things. Yeah, you did. The other day you just said, hey, Laura, you need to use coasters. You're ruining our furniture. Yeah, well, that's because you're ruining like thousand dollar furniture pieces. And that's different. You're not ruining anything if you leave a seat up. Ugh. And it like Whoa. escalated. Guys, that was so intense. That was the best acting I've ever seen you do, Laura. Wow. You were you were two characters at once. <laughs> I felt like I should leave the room. It was so uncomfortable. That, that is that realistic fight between two people living inside you. That's how that conversation went and it Ooh. escalated to where I was like, I'm leaving the vacation. I'm taking the car. You have 30 minutes to pack up your stuff or I will take the car and leave you here and you can have a fun time getting home from Hunter Mountain. Like it literally escalated from was this on Valentine's Day. Like <laughs> 
for the day before and i and it was like this beautiful weekend that we had when and trust me the rest of the time it was beautiful there were these two hours of this intense fight that and that went from can you put the seat down to like i'm gonna leave the fucking vacation you can figure out how you get home from hunter mountain i don't care you're not gonna actually do that oh yes i will and I'm packing and you, you up my would. stuff. You would. I believe that you would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, anyways, in the end, like, he apologized. I apologized for, like, like you know, helping it escalate. What we're learning about, Angela, is uh-huh. something called triggers. Something in oh. me, like, something the way that I said, can you put the seat down, triggered some response in him that, like, probably reminded him of, I don't know, like, growing up or his family or someone like telling him to do stuff and like him not listening to me and not just saying like, yes, I will try to do that. And just saying, I'm, I understand something bothered you. I will try not to do it, which is all I wanted. I wanted someone to like hear something that like bothered me. Cause you know, you need to be respectful of people that you live with. I don't want to also, I don't want to be a nag. That's not like how I want to be thought of. But when you live with someone, you're, it's a roommate. There's certain things that might bother your roommate, even if they are your lover there, it still is like you, you respect thing. And yeah. so his response triggered me, which escalated my anger. So I'm really, you know, it's a process. We're learning about these things called triggers. And that shit got fucking triggered and escalated to the max. Well, it's good that in retrospect, you can acknowledge that perhaps, you know, it wasn't about the toilet seat itself. It's about how we handled the toilet seat. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't that I would have said, oh, no way. It's not a big deal. But I just right. don't want the response to be like, you fucking nag. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So... Anyways, we ended up resolving it. We went for a very romantic dinner 30 minutes after we resolved the argument. And it was great. We had a great conversation. Great rest of the trip. But that, like, hour and a half of, like, fighting was, like, sucked. Yeah. You want to, like, avoid that in relationships. And but sometimes it all, it's you hard. also have to know it's inevitable. It yeah. happens. We've it, all got our triggers. Exactly. It's a reminder for people that are even starting relationships that like, yeah, if you're fighting all the time, that's not good. But you you fight, you resolve it, and you learn. And I'm trying to learn from it, from the toilet seat drama. Right. So if you were single on Valentine's Day and you felt bad about it, don't feel bad. You could have been fighting about toilet seats. <laughs> oh, God. I felt like such a cliche. It was it was like an embarrassing fight to be having. But, you know, at least the fundamental things in our relationship we agree on. <laughs> you live, you learn. On that note, would you like to talk about what's in the news? Yeah. What have you been reading about, Angela? Couples are freezing their private parts for better sex, Laura. I was reading Fox News, which I don't normally do. All right. I want to hear about this, but my number one question which i'm hoping you answer is like is there is anybody here worried about getting frostbite and like your balls falling off so i guess before i say anything i should say that this process is not cleared by the fda um the the fda says um it's too no to know too new to know any of its risks at this stage also, a 24-year-old woman in Nevada died in October from freezing to death in an uh, unlicensed cryo- ch- chirotherapy chamber at a spa. 
Wait, so this isn't just people like putting ice on their penis to make it cold no. so it feels different in her it's vagina. A, it's a love mist that you have to go to. There's a place in the UK called Cryotherapy UK. And they have what's called a love mist. And it involves freezing men and women's private parts to boost their endorphins and sex drive. So cryotherapy is cold air that is applied to certain parts of the body to increase blood flow and reduce signs of aging by healing damaged tissue. Okay, yeah. Well, I know there's like the chambers that people go in. That's like a trend. Celebrities do it. Athletes do it. Yeah, they have a whole list of celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But Many, I, I've Many seen more. I've seen that, him. but then you like very quickly warm up right after you get out of the chamber. So how is this different and how is sex involved? So they're just specifically targeting their genitals with this mist. Um, it says to administer the cool air, they blast chili vapor over customers' genitals through a liquid nitrogen tank. Um, it's 30 minutes, $50. But when um, they're saying like Mandy Moore does this, I don't think Mandy Moore is like misting her vagina she's probably done chirotherapy which is when you like go into the big chamber and that's supposed to it's supposed to help a lot of things like youthfulness supposed to make you your body feel but i don't know but if it's getting her whole body could also be getting her genitals i don't know i don't want to i'm not i'm not going to sit here and say many more is freezing her vagina but it might be happening (laughs) oh my god um but the whole reasoning behind it is it says couples get fired up when the sub-zero temperature covers the skin the sudden drop in heat stimulates the temperature receptors and then brains the brain signals the rest of the body's blood vessels to begin what's reportedly called vasoconstriction, which is a process that increases blood flow and causes endorphin levels to skyrocket. And then you want to have sex. Okay, so it's not like they're not doing this because like a cold penis feels good. No. I they're, do, I, they're doing this for like libido. If I had to guess in the moment, it probably does not feel good. Um, but it's what's happening like underneath. Yeah. Like it's you're getting blood rushing, you're getting endorphins. Okay, so maybe like the orgasms are stronger. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Would you? I would do cryo chirotherapy because I mean a lot of athletes do it. It's supposed to help you heal better. It's supposed to do a lot of great things. I I, I don't want to act like an expert because I haven't read enough about it. But I would do chirotherapy. I would not do chirotherapy for bigger orgasms. I would do it for like the other benefits. And the other benefits are just like, like if you have like a sore wrist, they freeze your wrist. I've always thought it was like full body, like up to your neck. The pictures I've seen on Instagram are when people are in a chamber and they're up to your neck and it's like, I don't know. It's just supposed to be good for, who knows what any of this stuff is, but it's just supposed to be good. That's all I know. Yeah. I don't think I would do it. I I feel like I have way less sex in the wintertime just because I don't like being chilly. I don't like being naked and chilly. I thought the whole thing was that like you're cold. So you put the heat on and all you do is have sex in the winter. That's what they say. But you're I, the opposite. I you, have, I, you have like gross sweaty sex in the summer. Yes. I love gross sweaty sex in the summer. <laughs> I just think I have a circulation problem. Maybe I do need this. There you go. As I say it, it increases your blood flow. Maybe you should tell them we talked about it on the podcast. See if they'll give it to you for free. Mm, okay. Hashtag not a sponsor. No. Um, you want to know what I've been reading about? Yeah, what are you reading about? So, Angela, I have been reading Cosmo. Sexy. This is an article by Daisy Keynes, and she says that men with beards are better boyfriend material. And she says that science 
backs it up. There was a study led by the Barnaby Dix led by Barnaby Dixon and published in the Journal of Evolutionary Biology that determined that dudes with beards were more likely to be considered for long-term relationships. And I guess it's basically so here's the deal. Whether you realize it or not, girls like a guy that's not too masculine and not too feminine. That's like the sweet spot is right in the middle. Because if you're too feminine, like subconsciously your animal instinct thinks like, oh, they're don't have a lot of testosterone. They like can't give me babies. But if they're something about if they're like too masculine, there's something in you that like thinks of it as like a short term hookup and like a saucy one nighter and doesn't think of you as a reliable suitor. So in other words, a full blown beard has the ability to mask a masculine face, a face we'd otherwise only consider for a short term relationship, or it equally balances out a feminine face, a face we might not deem, quote, masculine enough for a long-term relationship, hitting the elusive, attractive, sweet spot. What are your thoughts? This makes total sense to me. I mean, I feel like everyone is more attractive with a beard. I, I love, knew you would say that. I love some scruff. I do. But you do too. You're, Nick's got some scruff scruff. Sometimes. Yeah, he does have scruff. I, I like his scruff. Lately, for whatever reason, I've been more in the mood for him to shave it just because I've been really in... He's had a beard for so long. I like to switch it up. And I've been really into just kissing him when it's smooth and not itching me. But they interviewed eighty-two over 8,200 women. And all of them showed a preference for facial hair when asked to rate men both with and without facial hair out of six on attractiveness and on a spectrum of relationship longevity. So... That's insane. That's an insane number. 100% of women in this study dug facial hair more than no facial hair. Honestly, if you're a guy and you're not feeling confident in your face, grow a beard. Right? I feel like as a woman, I wish I had that option. Also, keep your warm <laughs> face. I mean, I do have that option. It you... just doesn't have the same effect. <laughs> She's like, actually, I do have plenty of chin hairs. I'm sure I could grow them into a beard. <laughs> Just give me a few months. Yeah. But yeah, you know, who, okay, so good example of this. I was recently, don't ask me why, looking at a lot of pictures of Josh Groban. And he has a very weird looking face. A feminine face, I would say. It's it's like he very would be a, long. He kind of looks yeah. like Lily Sobieski, he but a does. boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> They both have like very long, thin noses. Yeah. yeah. So but Josh like, Groban is Lily Sobieski <laughs> reincarnated as a They would a man. be a great couple. Well, people like to date people that look like themselves. That's right. also been, we've read studies about that. Just look at Tom Brady and Giselle. Uh, look at it. Look at most couples. Right. So, but like Josh Groban had to grow a beard because he's in a play on Broadway right now. He has like a really intense, big, bushy beard. And, and I'm it. like, I, am I a Grobanite? <laughs> <laughs> which is what his fans are called, which I found out while I was Googling him. Grobanites? Grobanites. That's such a gross name. I might be one. Wow. Until he shaves, then I won't be a Grobanite anymore. This is special. Special news. Um, um, wow. So, <laughs> if I mean, if I'm a guy listening to this, I would grow beard ASAP. Or you mm -hmm. could get like what? Beard transplants or like Rogaine for your face if you can't grow one. Is there, Are there options for people? I mean, I know there are options for the top of your head. I feel like your face should be easier. I feel like a long time ago on this podcast even, did we read like a study about how you can get a uh, transplant? Or maybe I just read it somewhere else where you can like trans 
plant like hair follicles onto your face because like Nick has a beard but he's got these two basically bald spots on like the sides of his cheek a lot of guys have that yeah and so I was like you could get some transplants there he's not gonna do it because he's he just won't I think that's unnecessary yeah agreed (laughs) all right well you know Angela it's time for us to jump into our mailbox but first let's take a moment to thank our sponsors all right Angela what do we have in the mailbox Okay, first we have an email from Ashley. Ashley writes, My best friend of eight years got engaged on Valentine's Day. You would think I would be ecstatic about this, especially since it's something we've been dreaming of since we were 14, but the moment she texted to tell me, my heart dropped and I started bawling my eyes out. Before you think I'm jealous or crazy, let me give you a little background. Because that was definitely my first instinct. Right, of course. Uh, She knows us well. She says, My best friend started dating her boyfriend a year ago. Everything was cool at first between she and I in terms of keeping up and hanging out when I was in town. I lived two hours away because of school and I liked him because he treated her so well. But after a couple months, she stopped really being there for me and would blow off our already scarce dates to hang out with him and his friends, even if we had planned them weeks ahead of time. Uh, I try. That's not cool. No, that's not cool at all. Especially if she lives far away. Like you see your boyfriend all the time. Come on. Um, She says, I tried hanging out with all of them because it meant I could hang out with her. But after her boyfriend and his best friend displayed some very unsavory behavior, behavior, including unsavory, unsavory behavior, including what was essentially a hate crime where they dumped diesel exhaust on a Muslim person in front of a store. What? Holy fucking shit, Ashley. What the fuck? Okay, you should call the police. All right. Continue with the story. I I don't really understand how anybody involved is still uh friends or or dating people involved in this scenario okay keep reading very disturbing extremely disturbing okay she says i decided to no longer hang out with them yeah good choice good call ashley wow uh you don't hang out with those people and you call the police yeah and that your friend should be dumping her boyfriend for sure not marrying him uh you could see where this advice is going uh ashley says here we are. I no longer think she is jealous. Let's uh, say no, that. nothing to be jealous of. She says, here we are six months later and she's engaged. On top of all of this, she's informed me that she wants to have a matron of honor, her sister-in-law and a maid of honor, me. I honestly don't know how I feel about being maid of honor, let alone being in the wedding party because of our rocky relationship. I'd love to hear outsiders thoughts on this and please let me know if I'm being ridiculous. I can definitely take it. Okay. So I'm going to say first, you are not being ridiculous at all. Ashley, you need to have a long sit down talk with your friend and you need to say, Hey, we've been friends for a really long time. I want the best for you. I want you to find love. I want you to be happy. I don't feel like our relationship is where it was a few years ago. I feel like we've grown apart and you have started to hang out with people that not only don't share my values, but commit hate crimes. I cannot be at a wedding. I cannot walk down with a groomsman that I know who has done these things. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm glad that you already have your matron of honor, your sister-in-law, but I just don't feel like I can be your maid of honor and I can fully feel like supportive of this relationship in this situation i want to be a good friend but the your fiance who i'm glad makes you happy is not someone that i can really associate myself with and his friends i certainly cannot um and i'm sorry i just 
I want to be there for you on your big day, but I just can't be in this wedding party. I really hope you understand. And, you know, I hope you're happy. I think that you put that perfectly, Laura. That was great advice. And like, don't, um, don't underestimate the fact that like being somebody's maid of honor is a huge responsibility. And typically if you already have a shaky friendship with somebody, it will be the straw that breaks the camel's back of that friendship. As we've learned from other listeners that have written in. And like, if you listen to our Jen glands episode about being a bridesmaid, uh, if you, it's kind of like having a baby to save a marriage. You can't be a bridesmaid to save a friendship. It's actually only going to make things worse. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, I mean, this is just being a maid of honor shows that you support the relationship. I really feel like it does. It does. Because you have to stand up there and they say, like, does anybody have an objection? Yeah. And you (laughs) got to keep your mouth shut. And you really have to be supportive of this relationship. And you're hanging out with people that commit hate crimes are pieces of shit you can't be supportive of that like it's one like even attending the wedding would i I would not attend the wedding of somebody that had done that i I personally no way i wouldn't be able to talk to these people anymore i would not be able to be friends with somebody who dates somebody who who commits hate crimes and hangs out with those type of people couldn't even be friends with them so if you want to attend the wedding that's on your own accord but there is no way in hell that you can stand up there and be a maid of honor with a person who is marrying someone who associates themselves with these horrendous humans 100 percent. all right we have another question that's uh doesn't make me so that doesn't make me so angry that was intense but ashley i'm i'm glad that it sounds like your head is in the right place you're going to move on from this friendship because damn you can there are other friends and i've i've learned this you grow apart from people just because you have a history with people doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay friends with them. It's like the sad reality. There is a beautiful thing about history, but the older you get, the more your values might change. Other people's values might change for the better, for the worse. And it's okay to phase out friendships and it's sad and it hurts, but you're going to meet other people and you're going to build some new histories. Amen. Okay. Now we have an email from B. B says, I made an oops. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, B. B says, I've broken one of the cardinal rules of college dating. Never hook up with someone who lives in your dorm. Oh, I didn't know that was a rule because I definitely broke it. Ha, 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 ha. I think a lot of people do. Um, on your floor is more tricky. Uh, she says, we slept together a few times. He was a jerk and I called it off. Good for you. Turns out he has a girlfriend the whole time we were hooking up. I met her once and she introduced herself as his girlfriend. I didn't say anything about it to her because I really had no idea how to approach the subject. Yeah, that's that's an awkward one. Um, Well, one night I got super drunk and hooked up with the same guy again. Oh, no. I'll be. Once you knew he had a girlfriend. No, no, no. Uh, okay, I've done that too. <laughs> oh, no. She says, I regret it so much, especially after seeing how nice and cool his girlfriend is. Should I tell her that her boyfriend is cheating on her or just keep it to myself and take it to the grave? Take it to the grave. Take it to the grave. <laughs> take it. Oh. Um, <laughs> advice from someone who's done that and been there. I'm sorry. I'm a, that was a piece of shit. What can I say? Um, I'm not like proud of it. I'm laughing now because it was so long right. ago. I was like... You know, I was a nitty bitty dummy. Um, But like, just take it to the grave. They're probably not going to get married and stay together. I mean, like, 
you're closer. It sounds like you're closer with this guy. I, I get it. There's the whole like chicks before dicks philosophy, but like let her learn on her own is that's how I feel. I'm she's going to hate you. She's okay. Yeah, she's is, definitely going to hate you. We can agree that she is probably going to hate you more than she hates her piece of shit boyfriend, which she, is just an unfortunate fact of life that happens. And like, she'll tell other girls and they're all going to hate you. It's just like, it causes a lot of drama and yes, it sucks. If he's like a serial cheater, she will find out if this was like a one-time thing. Cause maybe you guys were kind of hooking up and then he started dating her and like they maybe weren't that serious or they were like kind of, having like a little bit of a break like you don't know the ins and the outs of their sure. relationship i would take that shit to the grave well one thing i can emphatically say to you don't sleep with him again she knows she in don't. the subject it says i made an oops yeah well you made two oopses well i guess the first one wasn't an oops it was yeah, one it wasn't, oops she didn't know she was like hooking up with this jerk and so, then she called it off and she didn't even know he had a girlfriend she de- didn't do anything deaf, wrong. deaf don't do that again um and sleeping with someone in your dorm who cares that's how you're gonna find people plus it it only gets complicated if they have girlfriends yeah that's true but also it makes like the walk of shame i would say it's great because it makes the walk of shame a lot shorter you don't have to walk through the street you just have to go down the hall it's fantastic i would say hook up with everyone in your dorm (laughs) just vet them first (laughs) yeah um yeah i mean you can't say enough for having your own toiletries nearby exactly you just like run to your room put some makeup on and then like sneak back in bed it's fantastic hook up with everyone in your dorm and take it to the grave all right that's my advice all right uh if you like our fantastic advice we give here on the show and you would like your (laughs) listener questions answered or if you guys have any funny text messages from an app you want to share email us at contact at this is why your single show.com you can also find our contact info on our website this is why your single show.com now it is time for us to dive into our reason of the week This week's reason is ignore the haters. Some people are just haters. They like to hate. They're the people who criticize people that have the best intentions. They are the haters. What kind of haters have you dealt with, Angela? Um, I feel like in terms of dating, I feel like sometimes I've gotten some bad advice from people. Like I remember, okay, here's a good hater story. I remember I went on a date. Remember Kansas? I remember Kansas. He had the bacon on he like ghosted you and then all of a sudden randomly sent you a picture of him holding bacon on a stick yes this was an important man in my life uh, and we called him kansas because he was from kansas so on my first date with kansas i was not uh the classiest lady i got a little tipsy and i wound up well i vomited in the bar but that has nothing to do with the story uh and then i <laughs> i slept over his place you made out with him after you vomited and you had no toothbrush you were a disgusting i mean piece of shit I'm not proud of myself. You just told somebody it's okay to cheat. Okay. I did not say it was okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. I did not say it was okay to cheat. I said, if you accidentally cheat, (laughs) you take it to the grave. Okay. All right. All right. So questionable morals. And she didn't even cheat. She hooked up with someone who was cheating. It's very different. Okay. All right. Paraphrasing. She, She knew he had a girlfriend. Okay. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I puked. I kiss this person. I spent the night. Then the (laughs) next day. I'm sorry. I called you a piece of shit. (laughs) Did you? I missed that. Yeah. I don't forgive you now that I know that you did it. (laughs) Um, So the next day I went to brunch with my gals and my one friend uh, could not get over the fact that I spent the night on the first date. She was like, 
not having it she was like what like apparently after i left she said to my other friend she was like i what is happening to angela like what is wrong with her <gasps> her life is like falling down the toilet what hole. oh my <laughs> god who is this like judgy chick who like <laughs> well needs, like you are you are a sexual lady and if you, you want to go home with a guy and you want to have sex on your own accord like you go and you have that sex Yes, and granted, like like I said, it was not the classiest scenario, but it's not even like, it's like, my life was not falling down the toilet because no. of that, all right? And then... You're like, it was falling down the toilet for other reasons. <laughs> there were plenty of other reasons that wasn't even one of them. <laughs> wasn't even in the top 10. Uh, but but also, adding to the, the irony and the hypocrisy of that story is that then that very night, that same friend went out with my friends that she was like shit-talking me with, and then she went home with somebody so, like, my point in telling that story is that a lot of the time haters, the stuff that they hate on you for. They do. They do. And it's coming from a place of insecurity within them. It's coming from a place of self-hate. Amen. And they are projecting that into hating on you. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like haters. You don't want friends. I mean, it's a fine balance. If you see your friends are acting out or doing something, like, that's what you have friends for. Friends keep you in check. Totally. But you also want to have, like, supportive friends. Do you want to have supportive friends that are like, oh, cool, like, I'm not going to judge you for, like, shooting heroin in your arm. <laughs> no. No. Not the same thing. But, like, yeah, it's a fine balance of being a supportive friend slash, like, being, sus- you know society's watchers <laughs> right and also if i was doing heroin say to my face that you don't like that i'm doing heroin oh yeah don't she did it behind say your back. It behind my back who told you <laughs> my other friends because they're loyal bitch <laughs> you should know not to cross me motherfucker sorry oh, okay you got you got ghetto <laughs> sorry <laughs> when i get heated um you have like a an email you wanted to read about about oh. this hating well, we had we yes, I forgot about that. So we actually we had a listener write in who had sort of a similar story about her friends judging her. Um, she said, "Hi, Lauren, Angela. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast since the breakup of my long term relationship in January, and I wanted to say thanks for being so funny and honest Aww. and talking about the things that no one else does. Really, that's us." Talking about I got to point. I got to point you to some other podcasts. There's a lot of people that do this. <laughs> um, but she said, "I just listened to the slut shaming episode, which was way back from over the summer." And she said it really hit home with me. I hooked up with an acquaintance at a friend's wedding this summer, and it felt great. She says she felt great about it. No regrets. I definitely wanted to do it. And then one of my friends was very judgmental and made me feel guilty about the whole thing, and I was feeling awful about it. But she listened to our episode and it cheered her up. But I feel like that's that's and it's not just about like hating with slut shaming like people that are you can like you can find yourself dating someone that's a hater that just kind of judges you and your lifestyle and you don't want to be around people like that if they judge you for your job. It's like then you know what don't hang out with me if you're going to hate on me. They could judge you for, oh, you're eating good cheesy fries. Whatever. It could be small. It could be oh, something man. big. If someone hated on me for eating cheesy fries, they have to go. <laughs> That's not a good friend. I mean, I've, I've been around friends who like kind of judge you for like eating stuff because they or, or, oh, God, I can't stand the people that like, oh, I'm being so bad. I'm like eating this one cheesy fry. I'm so bad. And then they go and they list everything they ate earlier in the day. I'm like, I don't. Your mental food diary is something i'm not in the mood to hear during is that you lunch. being a hater 
Oh, I am hating. <laughs> that is me being a hating. And yeah, we're that all guilty of it. Hater. We're yeah. all guilty of it at some point. But I, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear your food diary of the day. Like, just eat the fucking fries or don't at brunch i don't care do i want to hear you like mentally debate whether you should eat them or not and then oh but i like i did do i i did do hot yoga earlier today so like i guess it's okay but like i only went on a two mile run instead of a four mile run anyway man i'm hating on that i'm hating i'm hating on that i'm hating on them hating on me eating fries (laughs) all right it's a vicious hatred cycle. It does. All right. Just don't hang out with haters. Don't date haters. They bring you down. Date people that razz you up and that and surround yourself with friends that, that bring you up too. Agreed. All right. It's time for our reason of the week. Break down. Haters are everywhere, especially in pop culture. Angela has created a little game for me. Tell me about the game. Yes, I am going to read some famous hateful quotes. And you, Laura, have to guess who that mean jerk was that said that quote in a game we call Who's Sipping the Haterade? All right. I'm going to pass over the win and lose buttons that I... This is always such an honor. Yeah, I normally oversee our sound cues. Can we test? Say something, say something that I would find winning. Angela, you have glorious hair like a horse. Yes, I do. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, all right. First quote from a hater. You pompous, paraffin-headed pea brain. Who said it? This is from a movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me a hint? Come on. Okay, it was not a human. Uh, okay, I need another hint. It was... Do I need to phone a friend? Come on. An object. An object. Yes, it was a talking object. Okay, is this from Ted? 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 No. Oh, I have to do the the sad noise. Who was it? It was Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. He was a hater. He was always so negative. Oh, that little clock? The clock. Yeah, okay. What's next? Okay. Um... Uh, this one is not from a movie or TV show. This is just from a celebrity, but I think you might know it. They said, I have never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. I need some hints. Um, uh, really bad hair. President of the United States. Ew, Donald Trump. <gasps> yes. Oh, no. Oh, give me my ding. I'm trying. There you go. You earned it. You earned your ding. Yes. The president of the United States once said, I've never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. Yeah. He's a hater. (sighs) Okay. You'll know this one. Why should I listen to you anyway? You're a virgin who can't drive. This is my favorite hater quote. It's from Ty in Clueless. That's right. Ty was being a hater in that moment, but overall, I don't think she's a hater. No. Um, next also, quote. Brittany Murphy died. R.I.P. Oh. Uh, next quote. I can't believe it. I just don't believe it. We're never going to get a hold of that stupid lamp. Just forget it. Look at look at this. I'm so ticked off that I'm molting. Okay, we're never going to get that lamp. I'm thinking this is from Aladdin. Good and guess. this. Okay, the monkey doesn't talk. So, I think this is the parrot. Um, Do you remember his name? Uh, okay, Jafar was his boss, mm-hmm. his master. 
and okay, Abu is the monkey. Yes, and I can't remember the parrot's name. Mm, well, you still I'll give it to you. It was Yago. Yago oh, the Yago. parrot. Yeah. He was he was hater Gilbert Godfrey's voice we met being Gilbert, all naggy. We met Gilbert Godfrey when we were at the Woodstock Comedy Festival, and you he, did. I didn't have that honor. Oh, I said hi to him. He was very nice. Well, he did a brilliant performance as Yago the parrot. Okay, give me some more hater quotes. This okay, is fun. No, do you do you know what everyone says about you behind your back? They say you're just a homeschooled jungle freak. That's a less hot version of me. Yeah, so don't try and act so innocent. You can't take that fake apology and shove it right up your hairy. And she gets cut off. Oh. This sounds like something from the movie Mean Girls, but I don't think it's from Mean Girls because mm. you think it is? Really? Is this Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls? It's Regina George. But she's not saying that to Lindsay Lohan. Yes, right. I think right before she gets hit by the bus. That's why she gets cut off. But Lindsay Lohan doesn't look anything like her. So that hater quote doesn't even make sense. I'm fact. You're I'm a less fa- hot version of me. I'm fact checking the quote. It doesn't listen. They don't look anything alike. It was on IMDb. All right. And I think it was just like, you're a less hot version of me as in like, we're both like skinny teenage white girls. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Mean, right? Tina, mean. Tina Fey wrote that, I mean, guess, mean right? Girl. She wrote yeah. the movie. Yeah. That is a mean thing to say. All right. How many? Do we, we have two more. All two right. More. Let's go. Um, I'm doing good. Did you have to do this? I was thinking you could be trusted. Did you have to ruin what was shiny? Now it's all rusted. I have no idea. Uh, that's, well, first of all, you get one of these. Uh, it's Taylor Swift singing the song Bad Blood, Bad Blood about Katy Perry. Oh, I don't think she's really hating in that quote. I just, you know, maybe I'm a hater, but Taylor Swift gets on my damn nerves. Oh my God, I love her. Katy Perry was a hater for stealing all of her backup dancers. Well, Taylor Swift blew it way out of proportion. I think she was being a hater with that whole video. Uh, Calm down. She never, first of all, she never even said it was directly at Katy Perry. She just like was expressing her feelings through her art. Her craft. Through her craft. That's what she's supposed to do. I think she's kind of a hater. I don't. Okay. Love her. Team Tay Tay. Final round. Our final round actually has to do with Katy Perry. It's a tweet. You have to guess who tweeted this haterific tweet. At Katy Perry, I watched Russell Brand and I think his mind is fried. He looks really bad. Russell is a total joke, a dummy who is lost. Someone famous said that? Yes. To her? Yes. Can I need a hint. Uh, orange person. Okay. It, well, it's not you. Did you do two from Donald Trump? Maybe I did. Maybe he's the biggest hater in the world. Okay, Donald Trump. He's so dumb. The hater in chief, Donald Trump. You know, did you watch um, SNL when Kristen Stewart hosted? The whole opening oh, yeah. monologue was about she talked about how Donald Trump was hating, was tweeting a bunch and hating on her back yes. when she was breaking up with Robert Pattinson. And he tweeted about Kristen Stewart 11 times. Yeah, he was like, Robert Pattinson, run, run from Kristen Stewart. Yeah, like all these hateful tweets towards Kristen Stewart. And I was like, seriously, we elected a president of the United States who used to spend their time like tweeting at female celebrities about how like they hate the female and how they like. Well, I mean, right. Kristen Stewart did cheat, but whatever. But also, so did Donald Trump. So, see, it all comes back around. Haters have insecurities within themselves. 
Donald Trump was a serial cheater, and then he felt the need to call out Kristen Stewart on Twitter. Wow, good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, he is a boom, boom. Haters hate themselves. Well, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. I think we have. I think we have, too. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. You can also check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. And if you like listening to things, you can check out our audiobook on Audible. Thank you so much to all of you listeners. And you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow us on Instagram at Your Single Show. Um, be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow our personals. Why not? I'm at Laura Lane on Twitter, and I'm at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. And I am at Sparadactyl. Thank you guys so much for listening, and tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. 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 That was a headgum podcast.